0: Download the free anchor app and start your journey today. It's that time. The hobby David Sinclair Speaks, and you are now tuned in to the Sinclair Speak Show. What's going on, guys? I want to welcome you to a special edition of the Sinclair Speak Show live. The first live edition of the Sinclair Speak Show sponsored by RE Stream, one of the best streaming softwares where you can actually multi-stream into 35 plus platforms all in one shot. Now, the really cool thing about this is what you guys are going to experience is you're going to have disruption ad marketing before podcast episodes begin live just like this. Refer, give me a referral, and I will sponsor your business in an ad segment just like this. Visit stclarespeaks.com and learn more about the Saint Clair Speaks Show podcast proposal. It's that time it's my gift for Gabby So opportunities come to those who hustle. So if you're not hustling, and you're not creating the opportunities for yourself. You're never going to be successful. You got to do the groundwork, and the groundwork starts with you. Oh yeah, Welcome back to the St. Clair Speak Show podcast, guys. Again, I'm your host, Yahavi St. Clair. Now, streaming live, guys, I am sitting here with another incredible guest on the St. Clair Speak Show podcast. I would like to welcome Jacqueline Wales, coach, author, influencer, and impactful. What better way to give a introduction on the St. Clair Speak Show? But to welcome Jacqueline here herself, so she could take the floor and introduce what she's doing in her industry and how she's changing lives today. Without further ado, Jacqueline, welcome to the Saint Clair Speaks Show podcast. If you can give our, our give our guests give our audience a three to five minute introduction on who you are, your brand, your business, and of course, what brings you on the Saint Clair Speaks Show podcast.
1: Well, thanks, Yahavi. It's nice to be here, and uh, thanks for the opportunity to meet your folks. Uh, I'm the author of of three books. One was a novel. The the second two are The Fearless Factor and The Fearless Factor at Work. And those two are absolutely um, focused on helping people be the best version of themselves. Now, there's a lot of authors out there who do that kind of work and write those types of books. But my work is all about fear. And let's face it, fear is what gets in the way of most people's ability to take the next step and really... Put themselves out there i heard you say in your introduction you know it's like we need to know how to hustle because hustle is what makes success and uh i definitely know a lot about that i've been in this business for 15 years doing uh coaching facilitation training all kinds of stuff that helps people understand who they are how they're operating what's getting in their way And what's their vision for creating the future that they really desire in life? And uh, so with that in mind, you know, why fear? I get this question all the time. Why, Why do you want to talk about fear? Well, because it's universal, because we live in uncertain times, and because life is all about change, and most people resist change. And, of course, fear in my book is about it's imagination-based. We make shit up in order to sell some kind of uncertainty that we've got going on in our minds. And I like to say if you've got some fears going on, you've got to test it. And if you haven't tested it, then, again, you're just making up stories. So a lot of our lives are driven by negative thinking and allowing ourselves to, to play small as opposed to playing out out loud which is is really what I like to say you know if you there's a quote out there about if you ask me why I came I will tell you I came to live out loud and my tagline of course is be fearless see where it gets you because fear is really about having the courage to take the next step and so with that I've written books I've created programs uh, the fearless factor at work is, is really like a virtual mentor where you can really dig in and ask yourself the, the, the kind of deep reflective questions that are necessary for us to grow and develop. And for me, it's my passion. This is exactly where I need to be. And I'm, you know, I'll, I'll be doing this for the rest of my life, frankly. And however long that's going to be, but that's kind of like a snapshot of, of, what I am, who I am, and, and what it is that I do. But mostly I'm just super passionate about helping people change uh, because I've done my own journey of change. It took me many years to get over my own fears, to get over my own insecurities and develop the confidence and the credibility and all the other things that are necessary to really step into your power, to step into taking the risks. As an entrepreneur, and I've never been anything but that, frankly, um, you know, need to take risks. And I've lived a great deal of risk in my life. I like to talk about the fact that many people live their life vertically. I have lived my life horizontally. I've done all kinds of different experiences, writing, singing, traveling, raising kids, you name it. And then coming into this gig, which I started when I was actually in my 50s, if we're gonna be really honest. Um, And prior to that, I didn't have any real experience with, with regards to this. So you dive in and you figure out how to make it work. And it's a lot of trial and error. There's a lot of failures. But if you continue to believe in what you're doing and and the importance of what you're doing, which you clearly do from what you were saying earlier, um, that's really all that matters. Show up, do the work, and make the changes that are necessary to to make your life what you want it to be. I mean, that's really bottom line.
0: Let's let's dive into fear because I you know, fear I want to be vulnerable. I love being vulnerable on my podcast. It gives me opportunity to grow. Fear is something I recently just got over, right? Um, you know, I'm in the business of real estate and I was struggling with the fear of failing. And the fear of failure could cripple you and you could end up not doing anything. And that's, I believe, one of the worst things that you could do in life is not make a decision at all. So can we can can you really just for a second, can you really just dive in and in, in dissect fear for us? And how can we o- get over the fear of failing and just fear
1: as whole? So what you bring up is is one of the biggest fears for most people. It's the fear of failure. And uh, I like to say we're all failing our way to success. Because if, if you look at your life and you create a failure column and a success column, you'll probably find that your success column is actually longer than your failure one. But that piece about stopping you in your tracks because A, you, you might fail, this might not work. But what is failure? Failure is simply a choice a decision or an expectation that didn't go the way you wanted it to. Very simple. So as, a, as an entrepreneur, we have to use only one word for, for what comes and that's next. So that didn't work. So what, so the fear that's in the way there is tied into the fear of loss, the fear of humiliation, the fear of judgment, uh, rejection of course, and the fear of failure is also tied into the fear of success. And I like to say that that's two sides of the same coin because there's as many people afraid of failure as there are of, of being successful because all of it involves some kind of change. So when we look at our fears, and you tie it into, what am I afraid of? Okay, so you said you just recently got over your fears. Well, you know, fear is something we're always dealing with, frankly. You know, there's always going to be some self-doubt. There's only going, always going to be a place where you're wondering if indeed you're capable of doing what it is that you're you're going to do. I mean, I'll give you an example from my own life. I ended up, you know, as a, as a singer. Now, I trained as a singer and I had a lot of training as a singer, but getting up in front of an audience... Pretty nerve-wracking um, because I'm I'm opening myself to judgment. Now, if you're anything like me, I grew up in a family where judgment was handed out on a daily basis, sometimes on a minute-by-minute basis, and mostly it was about being a worthless human being. That's how I was raised, that I was useless and I would never amount to much. So if you hear that message over and over again, well, guess what? It gets embedded in your brain. And so that becomes a little bit of the, the piece that stops you from truly stepping into your magnificence. Now it took me a lot of years to figure that one out, but you know I'm all about helping people get there the fastest way possible um, because I think the bullshit stories that we tell ourselves are just that—it's bullshit. And as a coach, I'm known for you know having a lot of, you know, I don't stand for bullshit. Uh, I've been t- called tough love uh, with with uh, compassion. I've also been told that I'm a truth teller and a butt kicker. And the reason for that is very simply, when you've got fears that you think are real, you haven't tested them out. You have no empirical evidence. So the big question on fear is, is it true? Is it true I'm not capable? Is it true I won't get what I want? You know, is it true that, that you know, the forces are working against me? Well, do you, do you have any real evidence of that? Things might not be moving as fast as you'd like them to because as an entrepreneur, it's always that stop-start stuff that's going on, and you get cycles. You're up, you're down, you're this, that, and the next thing. So this is a piece to keep your eye on when it comes to looking at your fear and thinking about how that fear is active in your life. Now, there's real fear. Somebody's pointing a gun at you. You're definitely going to get into fear, no question about it. But I'm talking about the mental fear process. Prospect, prospect. Processes that really do tie you up and and hold you back From truly stepping in if I knew half of what I knew You know 30 years ago and I that I do today my life might have been a little bit different But then again, we're all in it for learning the lessons, which is the other side of failure What are the lessons that you're learning and if you can change things up because you learn something valuable? That's a gift. That's a gift. So failure is really iteration it's like how long does it take me to write a book well it takes several go-arounds before i'm finally ready to publish it and you know as i get better at it it gets faster and faster but uh, you know life is iteration we try things we see if it works if it works terrific and then we go on from there so the failure piece i'd say get over it because we need failure it is it is one of the greatest gifts in life Ah, so to avoid it means you're avoiding opportunity. You're not taking enough risks.
0: Well said. Well said. And you touched on something too, uh, the fear of success. And I touched on that a couple episodes ago. And uh, I, I kind of like it was really breaking down imposter syndrome. And I think that's what really what it really was. was it was that. And it was also um, times of me questioning my own worthiness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All of this good, all of these good things are happening, right? Then it's like, okay, you're you, it's like you're waiting on the bad, like you're calling on the bad, yeah. And we we definitely have to pull ourselves away from that. Um, so that that's one of the strong factors of what I was faced with, um, you know, going from failure to uh, success because experience is the best teacher of all. I've learned more from my failures, more than my wins. My, my failures taught me exactly what not to do. And I think that's the most powerful thing. Yeah. It's, it, you know, uh, this time last year, I had 11 cents to my name. 11 cents, right? I, I, I was fucked up, you know, to be honest with you. I was financially fucked up. And um, I was in a position where I had to go back to the streets of Square and sell comedy tickets just to get by. I'll be quite honest with you at that moment, I had nothing else to lose. So I, I just started to network. and when you meet one person, you meet a thousand people. and mm-hmm. I network more than I work. and that shifted my perspective, which shifted my position. So I got over the fear of success and I think you know what they say the more you know high you the more high you climb, the more the fall. Right. If you didn't really start building these blocks, yeah, you know, like, what jump? That's only what, like, like, six inches versus six feet. Yeah, there's a big difference versus six centimeters. Right. So I had to get over that, Um, and I think that's something that you know, as human beings, it doesn't it doesn't matter where you're at in life. I think we're we all we're all faced with that time and time again, depending on the chapters. So I, I kind of want to dive in, into something, you know, that you mentioned. You're an author, of course. You're a writer, of course. Um, what sparked, what sparked that creativity for you to get on this path of writing and telling stories and and changing lives and being that powerhouse for people? How did? What I, I before you answer that question, I like to get in, I want to know the grit. You know, I love to get. The, I love to ask my guests. I want to know what sparked that. For me, I it took 11 cents to my name. So I want to know, what was that moment for you?
1: Well, I think it probably started realistically. I mean, I think about when I was in my childhood, I used to write these funny little stories, and I had dreams. I dreamt that I wanted to be a writer. I, you know, I always loved words. I grew up in a family where my parents were fairly ill, you know... Um, Uneducated, shall we say? You know, they both left school by the time they were thirteen, and uh, so you know there wasn't many books in the house. But I always loved language, and I loved books, and I would find my way to the library, and I would, you know, or the school, and I would borrow and steal and whatever. So language was always really, really fascinating to me, and also because my favorite book when I was a kid was a dictionary, because uh, I grew up in Scotland and I grew up in a very working class family. So, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of fancy education around me and, and people who were educated. So I had to educate myself. So the writing piece was there from a very early age, but I didn't have the confidence. I, I really, I, I went up through the school of hard knocks. You know, I, I did the drugs, I did the alcohol, I did the children outside of marriage. I did the you know, wandering from place to place. I did that for the first 35 years of my life before I finally started to get my shit together and figure out how to do life decently. Um, and that took an awful lot of work. And so from the age of 35 to probably about 40, I really started to put some time in on, on getting beyond myself and learning more about who I was. It was a real hard journey, to be honest with you. I had a lot of baggage to get over. But um, I always knew in my heart that I wanted to be a writer. I also wanted to be a singer. And, uh, you know, I thought perhaps that was a professional route that I I could have have gone into. Uh, But when I took my first writing course, which was in my 40s, actually, um, my first teacher said to me, you've done this before. And I said, no, no, my first time. And she said, "Uh, well, you're got something going on here. So it was the first inkling. And then I got my first music teacher when I was in my forties too. And she said to me after a few lessons, um, why haven't you sung before? And I said, you know, probably didn't have the confidence to do it. And she said, well, it's a good thing. You probably would have killed yourself early on. Terrific. Great. You know, given my background, I could see the possibilities for that. Drugs and alcohol were a big piece of my life for a long time. So, um, you know, we look at these stories and we think about our lives and how they're evolving. And, you know, people would look at me now and go, I can't believe that that's where you came from. But it is where where I came from, because to your point, everything that I teach, everything that I'm all about at this stage of my life is a result of experience. Been there, done that, know what it looks like, know what it feels like, know what it smells like, and, you know, knowing how to move it forward. So writing for me became a real good vehicle. My first book was a semi-autobiographical novel set in Scotland. It took me 12 years to write it because there were so many iterations, failures start again, failures start again. So that's the writing career. Um, so, you know, the forties for me, were a really transformational age. Um Can
0: I, I, I'm sorry, I just want to play devil's advocate for a second. So, yeah. um, one of the programs that you offer, and it, it's funny, as you saying it, you pretty much practice what you preach and I'll tell you how identify, improve and discover.
1: Can you touch on that? Identify, improve and discover. Well, identify what it is that's, that's getting in your way. First and foremost, it's like when I take on a new new coaching client. So where are you now? Where do you want to go? And what is it that's getting in the way? So you know, you have to identify that first and foremost. Then once you've identified it, you've got to be willing to take the the you know the courage to be courageous enough to want to dig in to it and ask yourself hard questions about you know why and what's that about and why does this matter to me and so forth and then ultimately you know what's your vision of where you're going to be going and frequently i hear people say i don't know where i'm going okay so where do you not want to go So once you've identified where you don't want to go, then it leaves you a little bit more options on where you do want to go. So I I forgot your three words for a moment there, but I think that's the general gist of of what you were asking me for. Um, But if not, repeat yourself and I will.
0: No, you're good. Um, So uh, I'm just playing devil's advocate um, from your site, uh, for your website. It's identify, improve, and discovery. So I just wanted to know uh, your take on that and, and how you break that down. But I think you def- you were you're you're already onto it.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, here's the, the discovery piece. You know, is the improvement and the discovery. It's it's almost like you you have to reverse that. You go discovery and then you improve. Um, you know, when we really scratch the surface, like right now, I've got a six-week accelerated change program that I'm running, and it's it's currently with senior uh, professional women but uh, it's going to be a program that i'll be running throughout the year and what i I'm, I'm doing in that is i'm getting you to look at what's your limiting beliefs you know what's your self-awareness how how are you showing up what you know authentically how are you dealing with your communication skills how are you dealing with building your influence where are you with regards to resilience and the resourcefulness there's a whole lot of stuff packed into six weeks but I tell you, from the people who've done it before, the breakthroughs are astonishing. Because not only do they get coaching, and they got peer-to-peer coaching as well, but they've got phenomenal content that asks hard questions and and doesn't let up. And that's one of the the, the keys to my work. Is I'm not going to scratch the surface with you. You're going to deep dive with me because that's the only way we change. I want. I I, I want to. I, I definitely want to deep dive with you right now.
0: So what are um. In, in your industry, what are the five most important things that you want, that, that, that everyone should know uh, prior to, um, of course, going to that next step and working with you? What are the five most important things in your opinion?
1: Five uh, most important things. Well, number one is don't wait until your back's against the wall before you're ready to make some changes. That's, that's number one. Be invested, number two. Be invested in, in your, your life and in the, the life that you want to be living because most people live lives of quiet desperation and they put up with it and they sell for less. So know that you, you want to make an investment. Then the third piece is make a commitment. Make that commitment to you. Make that commitment to your family. Make that commitment to the world that you want to live in to be a better person because God knows we need a lot of people who are better people in this world at this time in life. So there's there's three things there. The other thing is um, be disciplined enough to keep showing up because it's very easy to give up quickly if you feel like you're not getting the results you're looking for. And that's especially true if you're, you're going into being an entrepreneur and, and trying to you know, do something specific. So there's there's four things there. And I think the fifth piece is is tied into that too, which is commitment. So what have, what have I suggested so far? We, we, we're we gonna have, um, you know, gotta, gotta show up for yourself, number one. You've gotta be invested in it. You've gotta be committed to it. And uh, you gotta be disciplined enough to keep showing up. And you gotta have perseverance because, you know, it's, it's like being in, I did martial arts for years. You fall down, you get up. And I have to tell you, the six things that I learned in martial art applies to everything, which is the commitment, the focus, the discipline, the follow-through, the consistency, and the perseverance, all of those six things I learned in martial arts in dealing with a fight. And I think that they're just as applicable to your life in general. And that's kind of how I live my life. And the weakest spots for... Many people, including me, is follow through and consistency, uh, especially if you're a, a, a wonderful, you know, bright, shiny objects person. Oh, that looks good. Let's go there. Let's go there. And and that's the other thing about be mindful about how you're spending your energy. You know, uh, when I first started out, I used to go and spend money on all kinds of programs and coaching and people that really weren't going to serve me in the long run, at least in terms of what I where I'm at right now. But at the same time, like you said earlier, many, many failures, uh, you get to know exactly what you don't need and what you don't want to do. And uh, you start focusing on the things that are really going to shift the needle for you.
0: So, one of the things with, um, you know, there's this quote, you know, falling down doesn't make you a failure, staying down does, right? With this pandemic, ah, uh, man, you know, Jacqueline, I, you know, this pandemic has really been eye opening for me personally from the business standpoint um, and a personal standpoint, of course. But it's definitely, it's very easy for people to get um, very comfortable in dissatisfaction, right? Failure. And and get accustomed to not going that extra mile, being forced to work remotely, and not treating the remote work like work. So, what are some what are some um, what are some tips or suggestions that you would give someone who lost their job, right, uh, forced to go remotely? has no idea how to transition because the entire world was forced to transition so you really don't have an excuse right you have Mm -hmm. to apply the how-to so what is the how-to to to transitioning from okay we feel we heard your boohoo story we feel bad for you now get up so can you give us the get up moment go ahead and take it away
1: yeah i mean i can totally relate to it um i had in 2019 and I had my worst year in 2020, where you know all the work dried up, everybody went away, and I was like, okay, guys, what's next? So for me, what I did was I decided to take all that empty space with no paid work and uh, invest my time in pivoting, in looking at how, where do we want to go. So the Fearless brand, which I'd kind of abandoned for for a good four or five years, uh, I decided to reclaim it. And so everything that you're looking at, if you look at my website, that's all been generated over the last year. So for those who are sitting there feeling sorry for themselves because they don't have a job, uh, and I get it because that's a serious concern, and certainly unemployment benefit is not giving you enough to live on, um, then you have to think about what's your talents. So you've got to really start looking at what am I, what am I really capable of doing? And it may not be that the job that you had before is where you want to return to. So if that's not the case, then you have to start looking at what do I really want to be doing? Because you've got an option. I mean, that's the wonderful thing about this. It's like you are getting the space to think about it as opposed to just getting up and going to work, you know, which is is a whole other issue altogether. So. Something to think about as you're you're positioning yourself for the future and what it is that you want. And I know it's not easy. And, you know, you can apply for dozens of jobs and not get one, but you can't give up. You know, it's it's that same thing about being focused and committed and focused and really apply the discipline that's necessary Uh, because it's very easy just to give in. Nobody cares. Well, they do care. You just haven't found... The avenue for it, yet.
0: and yeah, and that just leads me to my next question because I, how do you, how does one over, how does one get over, how do you get over yourself, number one, right, and and how do you, how do you bounce back from adversity, how, how do you respond to a global, a global adversity, how do you, how does one respond to that?
1: Well, you know, we're all in this together right now, frankly. You know, I mean, that's that is in some ways the good thing you know it's it's not unique it you know we're globally we are absolutely in a shit storm right now and this country at the moment is in a complete shit storm and i have absolutely no idea what the future is looking like so that's adding a lot of edge to where people are sitting right now and that's that's the fear piece you know i have no idea what the future is going to look like now for people who are used to wanting life as a status quo You know, and that means security. That means I know where I'm at and I know what I can expect. This is really threatening at this point in time. Okay, so how do you get past that? So a lot of it is focusing on, and this is the way I approach it, is day-to-day for today. This is what I can do for today. Because when we spend our lives focused on out there, And we're way down the road of, oh, all the things that can go wrong, all the things that are going to be bad in my life, and all the things and everything, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's call it the yada, yada radio. So my position is very clearly focus on today. What do you have today? What can you do today that will move you forward to tomorrow? Because the only reality, and this is something that a lot of people forget, The only reality is this very moment. Anything that happened 10 minutes ago, even two minutes ago, is already gone. Now, we've recorded it so I can go back and I can check it out. But in our day-to-day living, we can't go back and check it out. We can only live from this very moment and move forward.
0: So, that's a very power that's a very powerful piece you know to, you, you can't go back and dwell on five minutes ago ten minutes ago you live in the moment are you going to miss it i think mm-hmm. it's a very powerful thing and mm-hmm. what a lot of people are realizing it's like man you guys are going to make me wait nine months for six hundred dollars really it, like what's the point of that and to be quite honest with you we live in an era where skills create the jobs right so use what use what god gave you use what life gave you you were get we you, you mentioned something earlier you know you wanted to be a singer right you if that that didn't work out you found other ways to make
1: things work for you
0: i've well, in life.
1: I'll, I'll interrupt you there and tell you that you know I, I as a singer i was you know in living in france at the time i was in paris uh, mm-hmm. i've lived around the globe I've, I've had quite an experience with that Um, But when I was in Paris, my rabbi and the synagogue I belonged to at the time came to me and he said, we need a cantor for for the high holidays, which is like the biggest Jewish holidays of, of the year. And I said, what do I know about Jewish liturgy? And he said, well, you can learn. So he sent me away. I said, well, what music do you want me to learn? And he said, well, just find it. You know, you'll figure it out. So I went away and I ate, slept and breathed Jewish liturgical music for three months. And then I showed up in September with... You know, Here I am, all I know is how to sing, um, but I didn't read Hebrew, didn't understand a word of what it was that I was singing about, but uh, I knew the music, and I, I absolutely did a bang-up job on it because I went on to do it for five years, and it was some of the most profound music I've ever sung in my life, and it, it was, it was quite an interesting experience, but to the point of people who are thinking about, so you mentioned skills, There is a plethora of learning out there on the internet right now that, you know, courses that are free. Go learn something new. You know, figure out how to expand your mind. Think about how to, you know, use whatever talents you have and expand upon them. There's no reason or rhyme for you to stop and say, there's nothing out there for me. There's plenty out there for you, but you've just got to be willing to do the damn work. In order to make it happen. And that might sound like it's being a bit callous, but the truth of the matter is if your mind is telling you you're not capable, then guess what? You're not capable. You have a choice.
0: You got options, people. It's simple as we got options. As people, we have options. Um, we have options. We have the ability to be comfortable or get uncomfortable. And you could get really. It's fu- it, As funny as it sounds, you could get really comfortable with being uncomfortable, too. Um, yeah. Uh,
1: that's, I say to my clients when they first come on, I say, well, here's the deal. You're going to get comfortable being uncomfortable because that's the only way we change is get get with the discomfort. Yeah, this stuff sucks. This stuff is really causing me some anxiety. I mean, I had somebody come to me when I was in the midst of my major changes and she said, why do you want to do this? It's obviously causing you a great deal of pain. And I said it's very clear, if I don't do this, I'm gonna die. And I will kill myself internally if I don't kill myself physically. So yeah, I gotta do the work. I gotta show up. Pain
0: pain is uh you know, pain is part of the process. You can't have I, I strongly believe you can't have success without the suffering. Right? You want power? Oh, there's pressure if you want power. And that's and it goes back to the point we were talking about earlier with success. You know, we there are times where, you know, uh what you know, you feel, feel, feel. Um, there's moments where you're faced with this uh, imposter syndrome, right? And it's funny that we, and this leads to my next question it's like ripping up the band aid. And I was talking to someone on Clubhouse about this earlier. I'm like, look, this is one of the best. This is one of the best apps since Facebook, since Instagram, since, since wherever. This is the, there's no gatekeepers on this app. This is the stage, you're a speaker too? Great, this is, you can make a room, you can invite people, uh, host a subject and have this instant connection. And right off the gate, everyone's been exposed to if they're a follower or a leader, because when you're on this app, you're either gonna be following all these other people about particular, particular topics, or you're going to be the one creating those topics and, and creating that atmosphere. And when, And I'll share this with you right at the back, The first few weeks I was, you know, I was, you know, doing rooms with other people. It was great. Then I was like, you know what? That was cool. And I started doing my own thing. And I started to learn a lot more about myself. And one of the things that I've learned about on Clubhouse is I love Clubhouse because Clubhouse shows you uh, your capabilities, right? Your stretch, your tribe. Um, I believe one of the, what's the five P's in life, right? You got to know your passion, right? You got to know your purpose. You got to, you got to, you have to be persistent, right? These are the things that I believe in and Clubhouse has exposed that. And I kind of want to ask you this next question because you're in Clubhouse as well. What are some things that you're learning about yourself? Because I'm learning right off the bat, based on feedback from the complete strangers that I am meeting like this, I have a lot more to give. I have a lot more to offer. And this is the greatest part that I love the most. I don't know everything. And that's the best part. I could be a sponge. I could be a student. I could be a teacher in this room. I could be a student here. I could be a teacher. So what are some things that you're learning about yourself that you wanna share?
1: Well, you know, I'm I'm always learning something about myself, but you know, I agree with you clubhouse. I got on clubhouse for the first time last week. Uh, I had a a colleague as a co-moderator on it and we had about seven people who came in for the conversation and it was all about being fearless and they they all left going wow that was really informative blah 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 it's kind of like sitting on the podcast frankly and having the chat um but what i find out about myself is that you know people really want to hear what i have to say and that that's kind of exciting for me because Clearly, for all the work I do, you hope it's not just whistling in the wind, you know, it makes a difference. Uh, But I'm always growing and I'm always about, you know, learning how to step it up and and take more of that authority of what what I'm all about. Now, this is something I teach people is how do you claim your authority? And I think Clubhouse gives you a a place to be, you know, to influence and, um, you know, also be an influencer if if that's what you so desire. But I was excited by this platform because I love to talk, you can clearly see that. And um, I really look for ways in which I can share what I've learned over a lifetime of experience with other people because I know that it helps. I know that people need to hear some of this stuff in order to uh, shift the needle on, on how they're living their lives and who they wanna be. I mean, for years I was accused of playing too small and, you know, I, I would be very kind of reluctant to, to kind of take center stage. Um, but I, I did get over that, as, as you can well tell. Um, but I think that, you know, again, to your point, what am I learning? I'm always learning about what, what are people looking for? What can I do to serve others in, in a more meaningful way? Uh, that, that really is a big piece for me at this point.
0: It's huge. And another another big takeaway on Clubhouse, it's, a, it's an app full of value. You know, you, you jump in this room, you could learn about whatever the topic's about. And of course, there's rooms about nonsense. I don't ever indulge in those things, but I think balance is extremely important.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah, but, um, I, mean, I get the, the the notices on my phone all the time now. They keep popping up and then I'll look ping, at the ping, people ping. in there and I go, interesting, but well, I've got other things to do. So, yeah. You know. Hey,
0: it. it's funny because I made a room the other day and um, yeah, a couple of people tuned in and I'm like, look, guys, be intentional. Be intentional on this app because mm-hmm. it, we're still in the beta version, of course. And before that rush of yeah. Yeah. The Android users come in and everyone else and open to the public, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of restrictions and more guidelines and things of that nature. But there, the reach has been... I'll be honest with you. I've never been busier. I've been... Things have been... Things have taken off.
1: I've, yeah.
0: I've taken off in a different way. I've, it's crazy. I've talked to Les Brown. Uh, it's it's
1: so crazy. The same speaker that inspired the, Did you talk to Les Brown in December? Mm-hmm. Okay. You were on the same call with a friend of mine, Lee Richter. Have you seen Lee, Lee Richter on, on uh on whatever anyway she's one of the early adopters of this she's been on it for a while but she mentioned the same thing she's like i got to talk to les brown <laughs> yeah I, I, I kid you not it's crazy
0: because people are saying i talked to grant cardone i talked to this one. yeah he's on there a lot
1: i see his name a lot <laughs> it is
0: um it's crazy because uh he he was um at the time you know he was talking he's like yeah i would like to come on your podcast and there were a couple people that talked before me so yeah, I'm still waiting, but uh, the, yeah. just to have this conversation, like, hey, let's What are the five most important things that all speakers should know about the speaking industry, right? Just to have that. I would have never had that opportunity five years ago. It's just, it's just. I am mind blown. And don't even get me started on LinkedIn because yeah. of Clubhouse. Uh, I don't. I don't want to say, oh, I put LinkedIn more in the back pocket, but what's the point? What's the? I do automation and digital marketing. Why would I do digital marketing for two thousand prospects when that one person I could meet is in this clubhouse room? I could ask you the question, get the answer, we could connect. Yeah. It's real organic. I don't have to put you in a bot system, and it's yeah. real. You know what I mean? So it just it's yeah. it's just really life changing. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, it's it's pretty cool, and I think once they they do open up to the general public, a lot of these. Um, fairly well known figures, they might disappear in the background a little bit because then they're gonna get overrun. And um I think you're to your point, you've got to be intentional about this stuff. Right now it's invite only, but you know, a lot of people are just tinkering. And and I have to say I'm a tinker, no question, but I do see the value of it and I think that it will be something that will have a major impact. And if you want a platform where you can be visible to a lot of people, it's it's definitely there. And and, you know, I've been disillusioned with Facebook for a long time. Uh, I don't like their politics. I don't like the way that they run things in the background. Um, but it's still, a, a, you know, it's a platform that gets people connecting to some degree. But, again, all that stuff, even LinkedIn, you got to know what you're doing with it. Because if you don't, it's just a total time suck. And mm-hmm. there's a lot more we can be doing with our time that is a, more profitable and certainly more purposeful. Than, than it's funny to it. say that
0: because Clubhouse, because Clubhouse has exposed so much, I wasn't I wasn't as focused on my time management as I was before, and mm-hmm. Clubhouse just showed me the importance on that and just being intentional in general. And that I think that's where, for me, the paradigm shift happened with Clubhouse because you know I've connected with people that are experts in multiple different fields, and like mm-hmm. as I mentioned before, when you talk to one person, it's like you're talking to a thousand people, mm-hmm. and I'm like wow. And I, yeah. and I just started to discover more about myself and my okay in my life's purpose. I I truly pay attention to how I feel when I do things, right? Mm-hmm. If, if, if my calling and my energy puts a lot into my podcast, that's why I'm passionate about podcasting, because I pay attention to how I feel when I do things, how I feel mm-hmm. when I talk to people. And yeah. I I was saying this to myself seven months ago, if I could figure out, how I can make a living from this podcasting, I will never look back. And I've never looked back since, right? Mm-hmm. And it started with Fiverr. It started with Fiverr. Then I started to found di- found so much different things that work for me. So it went from charging people for interviews to not charging for interviews to actually charging for content marketing and leveraging that. Because I believe in the three Cs to be successful now. And it's clear as day, credit, cash, and content. Content mm-hmm. tells a story. You don't got good credit. You ain't doing nothing. You ain't got cash. I'm sorry, but clearly you're not doing anything. So (laughs) piece is what I live by now, content, cash and, uh, content, cash and credit. Um, it's huge. I learned leverage on, on business credit, personal credit, uh, cash of course is always going to be King despite inflation, but content tells a story that goes past the right now content. I could die, hi, oh, God forbid. I could die today and my content will be here forever. Yeah. 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 My
1: yeah. story will be here forever. It's called The Legacy. I mean, you know, that's that's one of the things I know. I mean, I've written three books so far. I plan to write more. And I know that if I die tomorrow, uh, I've left something behind. And, you know, people will do with it as, as they want to do with it. But while I'm here, uh, I want to be able to contribute the, the most meaningful things I know how to uh, in, in this period of time. And that's really what it comes down to. My three pillars are visibility, credibility, and profitability. Those are the three things that I stand by, visibility, credibility, and profitability. Um, and you're constantly building it, you know. It's it's not a case of, you know, I can do great work, but there's a lot of people out there who haven't heard of me. And if they haven't heard of me, then I can't be profitable very
0: simple i want to i want to i just want to kind of like switch gears again just go back for a second i i want to dive into the uh, be fearless six-week program and and i kind of want to if you if you can if you can dive into it can you give us a little bit more on because i'll be honest with you a lot of people need therapy but not everyone's gonna go see a therapist right so some people are more comfortable
1: Therapist in fact many times a coach is better for you than a therapist Mm because I'm not so much interested in hashing the past or rehashing the past I'm more interested in you know, let's let's find out what what are the key elements that's keeping you stuck and or, or stopping you from truly embracing everything that you're you're capable of doing of living up to the potential that's that, what I mean. can you that's yes, really can you dive into that and 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 like how, can you uh, like an
0: onion with fear because it's like the more you get you know you're more like, so go ahead. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah well the six week program that that I've designed and and it's it's a pretty powerful program you know as I said earlier we start with with self awareness and and defining what your limiting beliefs are. And then trying to reframe those, those limiting beliefs. And, and the reframing process is very much what we do in coaching, you know, it's like you got a situation going on. So, you know, I haven't, I haven't taken all the steps necessary for me to promote my business. Let's give that as an example. Okay, so what is it that's been holding you back? You know well i'm not very well organized well if you're not very well organized uh what what's behind that well i don't think i am very organized i just don't think i've got the discipline for it okay so let's look at that do you have evidence yeah because i'm not making any movement forward so you have a limited belief in there about not being capable is that really what's going on here Well of course I'm capable. All right. Well if you're really capable, then what is what is it that's getting in the way here? So again, you know, the limiting beliefs that we're holding is the thought patterns that are the negatives that are holding us back and You know, I like to say we can all be our own worst enemies. Let's try to be our own best friends. And that means that we learn how to nurture, we learn how to support, we learn how to care for ourselves, and and that's a big piece. The next piece of my program is going to be about communication. Most of us have really bad communication skills. We don't know how to listen properly. We know how to talk, and when other people are talking, you're too busy thinking about what it is you're going to give an answer on or you're too busy thinking about, you know, what are you gonna have for dinner? And then you give some kind of lip service to it. So there's many levels to listening. And of course, when you're really listening well, um, that's when good things start to happen. So we talk about communicating. A lot of people have difficulty with confrontations and, and they hate having, you know, conversations around conflict. Well, I teach them how to have conflict, you know, conflict conversations that are actually a lot easier to do than what you think you're doing. Again. Playing into the mindset of what's going on there. We talk a lot about in the program about authenticity. And are you an authentic individual? How do you identify being an authentic individual? So, we'll look at your values. What are your values? Because, you know, if we're not living true to our values, then we're generally working against the, the, the tide of things. And that's a really important piece to actually identify what are your values. So being living authentically and, and knowing what that looks like is another piece that we dive into and we try to figure out. Uh, I mentioned earlier resilience and resourcefulness, and right now we need our resilience and resourcefulness more than ever. And a lot of people wonder if they have enough resilience. Well, I have a you know way of actually getting down to you know, past experiences, how you've survived. And some of the things that we've survived when we get into our negative thinking, about, I don't know if I can survive this, well, the truth of the matter is, if you look back on something that was really hard in your life and you got through it, well, there's your resilience right there. And so how do we identify those places? Because it gives you the confidence to keep moving forward. I talk about influence because we have to build a power base. Like you said, you know, it's like the thousand people, you know, you're one person, but you've got access to a thousand. Who's in your power base? Who are your role models? Who are the people that, that inspire you and, and make you want to be better? Uh, And they can be, you know, living or dead. It doesn't matter. But there's there's a piece there. And then lastly, we're going to be talking about transitions uh, in your your career and in your life. And uh, throughout all of this, you've got tremendous content that you're going to work as exercises every week. I mean, as I said, this is not for for surface stuff. I'm not going to wave a magic wand and tell you I can help you change you change yourself by showing up. And of course, I give people three hours of individual coaching, and six hours of group facilitated coaching and peer to peer connections. So on this very small group forum, this is really critical to change process. I don't want a, a, a group of 30 people, I want a group of eight people, because then we'll connect with one another, and we can get the work done. And at the end of six weeks, I've seen this happen. Uh, and even before six weeks is up, people are starting to talk differently, think differently, move differently, take different actions. I mean, this is the power of change. And and again, I don't want people to do this over the long term. I don't want to sit with you in therapy for a year. No way. Mm-hmm. But if you're really invested in your change, you keep showing up and you do the work.
0: Mm-hmm. Very simple it's it's pretty interesting because um it's funny i put this quote up maybe two maybe two months maybe a month and a half ago laziness is wickedness right even when you're successful right you you're feeling lazy oh yeah you're you're literally trying to talk can you dive into laziness for us because i feel that there are times where we we, we try to people us as human beings we try to self-sabotage can can you dive into that as well
1: oh that's two separate uh, subjects there. Laziness, first and mm-hmm. foremost. We all need lazy days, for sure. And, I, you know, I need to disconnect. I can be on the phone all day long, and by the end of the day, I'm fried. I'm done. You know, weekends come around, and I don't really want to do anything. I watch movies, sit around, watch TV, whatever. Uh, laziness is, is there. But what's more important is lazy thinking. If you have lazy thinking, that lazy thinking is really about, I can't be bothered. I can't be bothered. And like I've said all throughout this call, you gotta show up and do the work. I can't be bothered with it. If I'm gonna skate across the surface of stuff and not look for answers, I'm being lazy. If the answers are available to me and I I just don't wanna take the time to go discover it, I'm being lazy. So lazy thinking is really a major piece to consider going forward and the second piece you wanted from me was remind me
0: self-sabotaging
1: self-sabotage well lazy thinking is tied into self-sabotage too i mean god knows i knew a lot about self-sabotage in my early life you know if there was something to be done wrong i would absolutely do it if there was something that i was getting really good at and then i decided No, I'm not going there. You know, that's a that's a big one right there. So, you know, look at all the celebrities you've seen who self sabotage. They're very successful. And then they blow themselves up, you know, and just from one stupid action that if they had not been lazy in their thinking, they would have known that that was the wrong move to make.
0: Can I be honest with you for a second? I kind of want to, uh, I'm going to put me in a hot seat. And sometimes you got to put yourself in, It definitely in life, in order for one to grow, you got to put yourself in a hot seat. And um, yeah, I was uh, to be honest with you, um, since Clubhouse, I'll be honest, I was feeling a little lazy, right? I was feeling a little lazy because I'm like, okay, and it's it, there's so much truth to it. I'm like, okay, Clubhouse changes everything, right? The way I get cl- um, podcast guests on my show, that definitely changes. I could get people instantly. People love to talk. People love to talk about themselves. People love a platform, right? So I'm like, oh, I was getting lazy. Then I, then I looked today. I'm like, oh, I have, I have two interviews today. And um, I'm like, oh man, I don't feel like doing it. I'm like, yo, what the? F-? Then I started to talk back to myself. And that, it's it's one of the practices I've been doing for the last three years whenever I catch myself talking myself out of it, I definitely force and I talk myself into it. That's another thing was I put myself in a hot seat while we're on live now. I'm like, Jacqueline, and before we went on live and I said this, I'm like, we have to do live. Because even if there's no one watching, I know when it's live, I know how I am, right? So I like to throw myself, I don't know if you do that too, but um, can you touch on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I. I've did martial arts for years, okay, and, you know, it's tough training. I have a black belt in, in karate uh, that I got on my 49th birthday, which very few people would be doing that at that late in life. So, hey, what can I say? But, you know, my teacher used to say to me, you do your best work when you're exhausted because I wasn't thinking anymore. I would just do it. And, you know, I mentioned earlier the six things that, that you know, you need in, in a fight, you know. And uh, when he told me that, he said, you do your best work when you're exhausted is because you're not thinking anymore. And that wall that comes down in front of you where you're either going to go, you know, over it, under it, around it, through it, but you're not going to stop because that's the other thing. If we give in, then, yeah, you get what you deserve, basically. You know, I do CrossFit now. Now, I've done stuff in CrossFit that, again, women of my age, and I'm getting on there, um, they're not expected to do. You know, last year uh, before COVID, I was lifting 250 pounds in a deadlift, you know. it's like, who does that? You know, not many people. But I didn't just go and pick up 250 pounds. I had to work my way up to it. Until it, it, you know, I could get one pull at that weight, and then of course you drop it immediately. But CrossFit training is really hard, you know. It's it's oh it's, yeah, it is. It's t- I'm sorry, it's yeah. yeah. Kick you, so, Beat you try up. Part in that CrossFit open, oh. it'll kill you, you know. Yeah. So yeah. You know, it's the piece of me that you know I'm always driven to more. I'm always driven to see how far you can take this. Um, I'm always in that, that space of mind, which is the only limits that I have, and you know, I have to say physically, I'm, there are more limits now. I don't have as much stamina as I used to have, but I do see that, um, the limits that I place are mine to create. So it's a mind game. Everything about life is a mind game. And, uh, you know, again. If I'm in the middle of a training and I'm standing there winded halfway through, you're either going to say, forget it, or you're going to say, okay, take another big deep breath, take the next move. And that's what my teacher at said to me. Just make the next move. Just, just keep making the next move. Again, that was his favorite word. We were in France at the time, and he would stand there with his arms folded and against the wall, and he'd go encore, encore, meaning again, again so he would have me up and down the floor again 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 until finally i'm like are we done yet
0: <laughs> you, 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 said, you definitely said some gems and you you like you dropped some gems that definitely kind of like spoke to me you do your best work when you're pretty much just not thinking when you're when you're at that moment and that's personally that's how i'm feeling about this podcast interview because it's just it's it's just so flowing and it's organically and I'm not I'm not feeling burnt out but I'm also feeling it to the point where it's like I'm I'm pushing myself to this this new tier and, and, and podcasting and really and like you said you definitely touched on something before being a better listener I had some podcast interviews I don't know how I responded back to those questions because you know you fade out right you fade out and you know When people talk, you hear a certain word that opens up a door and that door comes with these other doors and all those things happen. So just coming back together to what you said there's so much, and I see the message in your experience. Your experience comes with so much messages and uh, getting your black belt and deadlifting. I was a personal trainer for seven years. So I definitely know what it takes to lift up to that deadlift. I haven't deadlift 250 something, I don't know how long. So shout out to you right now, you're crushing
1: it. Today. It's been a while since I lifted that much weight.
0: <laughs> you are cr- yo, you're crushing it right now. So let, let's kind of switch gears because I'm actually doing a room on this tomorrow with a friend. And one of the subjects, and I think you, you could definitely touch on this, is balance. How are you finding that, that, that physical health balance to, you know, train, take care of your body and run a successful business and writing and doing all this in the midst of a pandemic?
1: Well, it doesn't all happen at once. I mean, that's that's for sure. Um, you know, I work out on average five days a week. And I have a buddy, we do it on Zoom. He's in his garage, I'm in my garage. I've actually created a, a proper gym in my garage. Uh, so we can get a lot done uh, in a very short space of time. So, you know, even if it's just half an hour workout, it's enough. Um, and so that's a big piece for me. I, I need that movement. I've always been physically um, you know capable and physical movement's always been a big part of my life so keeping that piece done going is a good thing um the balance piece is really i can sit in this chair and and be in this office for eight hours a day but come five o'clock i'm done you know i i cut off at that point and i know people can go for you know the next three four hours but you know i have a regular bedtime and I get up real early in the morning. i'm an I'm a lark, so I get up at five, five thirty in the morning. And that's my quiet time. That's where I can reflect, what's where I can write in my journal, read the news, blah, 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 before my day gets kind of revved up. But finding that balance is is really important. And I know that I have a list of things I need to do each day. And I know that I can't possibly get it all done. So take the three most important things and make sure that gets done before the end of the day. And that doesn't always work either because I've got calls, I've got podcasts, I've got all kinds of interruptions. Um, But, you know, knowing how you can scale your day is really an important piece of that balance thing. Because as entrepreneurs, and I've done it myself, we can easily work 14, 15 hours a day. I don't think that's very good for you frankly because the ship will always be there the next day so unless there's a fire you need to put out you know just keep plugging away at it but make sure that you know you're you're taking time for breaks and and you know just kind of putzing about putzing about is is a really important element of balance you know it's like yep yeah, i'm going down in the kitchen and i'm going to make some food or whatever um, but it's, it, you know, the balance thing is is hard. You have to keep an eye on it for yourself. Nobody can do it for you. And um, think about what's important to your day, what's important to your day. So as I said, for me, working out in the day is, is really important to my day and making sure I have a clear deadline of when I'm finished working. And as I say, most days, no later than five o'clock, I'm done by then.
0: That's that you know. That, that's important. Uh, you're creating. You're creating. Number one, you definitely create time for yourself. And, and I strongly believe you can't pour from a halfway cup, right? If you're halfway empty, you're not pouring into yourself. There's no you could pour into your clients if you don't have 100% into you. And I think personally, with Clubhouse, what I've learned about me was, you know, I was, you know, the first few weeks in the app, it's just I'm pouring, I'm pouring, I'm pouring. Then it's like, okay, time to work, and I'm like. Damn, I don't have anything for me, and um, I think that's very important to 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 have that time. Like you said, writing out the three most important things, tackling that, and not spending a fourteen-hour workday in creating that balance factor and having that time for you.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I think we can all fritter away the time, you know, just diddle on Facebook or Clubhouse or LinkedIn or whatever the case may be, um, or checking out different apps, this, that, and the next thing. I mean. I, We're all capable of it. We've all done it, you know, and then before you know it Where'd the day go? What did I get done today? You know, Um, so try to be as Positive as as focused as you can be I think that's that's really what I'm saying is be mindful of How you're taking care of yourself because to your point if you don't take care of yourself You can't take care of anybody else. Um, you know, you see that with people who have a job and they have parenting to do at the moment. It's been really, really hard for people to work at home and also make sure their kids are being schooled and, and dealing with, with all of that. Balance is a very, very difficult thing to handle uh, in, the, uh, in the scheme of things right now. But again, find those moments. Go for a walk. You know, yesterday I got out for, for fresh air at 12 o'clock. Uh, which was the first time I'd done that in a week. You know, I've been kind of living between my office and the kitchen and my bedroom. That's it. And I live in an area where there's there's a lot of trees and water and so forth. But I went out yesterday and I missed a call. Um, I'd forgotten about it. But I went for a walk with a dog and I really enjoyed my fresh air. And then I came back to a message that said, uh, did, weren't we supposed to talk? But if I had talked to her, there would have been no time to go outside. So, and I create that, and that's the other thing. I create all this busyness. Nobody else is forcing me to, it's my business. So there's another thing. What are you giving yourself? What are you saying yes to, and what are you saying no to? That's that's a big piece of the balance conversation.
0: How do you, uh, you know, I, I do wanna ask you, I have two questions for you. How, I think, I, I think you touched on it, Um, but if you can, you can, how do you unplug and reset? And what is your
1: why? The why, uh, in terms of why I I unplug? No,
0: no, what is your why? And like, why do you wake up every morning and do what you do with so much passion and so much fire?
1: Because I truly believe that what I'm doing helps change lives. I had a mission statement years ago that said, I'm here to change the world one person at a time. That is my why. This is my meaning in life. I mean, if you woke me up at three in the morning and said, you know, tell me why you want to talk about fear, you know, give me a couple of minutes and I would be right there. Um, Because I'm passionate, as you said. I'm really passionate about change. And it's only because... I have done so much of it. I mean, I've literally reinvented myself over and over again in my lifetime. From where I started to where I am today, I never would have even dreamed that this was possible. You know, if somebody had said to me, waved a magic wand and said, this is what your life will look like in 50 years from now, I would have gone you out of your mind. There's no way. But here I am because, you know, again, to that point I made earlier, day by day, show up, do the work. My passion is there for this. I really feel very, very strongly. And how do I set my own limits on this? And what do I do when I set my limits? Frankly, I'm kind of boring. I watch TV. That's what I, do. I watch TV or I watch movies on the weekend. And uh, I cook. And since we don't have a lot of socializing right now and I can't even socialize with my family, uh you know it's basically doing what we do once in a while we get friends in the backyard or my daughters come up and they sit in the backyard with us but uh yeah i this my time out is pretty boring at this stage but i've had a fairly exciting life on so many levels that i don't mind being boring right now No,
0: boring boring is good i think <laughs> boring is boring is really good boring is good um Boring is good. Me personally, I think boring is good to find balance. You know, I have, um, I pay for the monthly subscription for YouTube TV just for sports. That's my balance, right? Mm-hmm. I could read, I could, I have a lot of books on, on so many okay. different topics. Yeah, that's,
1: that's a given. I, I definitely read a lot of books in one way or another.
0: Yeah. The only thing, the only thing with that is I, I'm the type of person where it's like, I, if I don't stop me, I just won't stop. So that's where sports comes in and creates my balance. So that's my born too, right? Yeah. That's how my balance. Of course, you know why is being a parent, um, and that's what, of course, what keeps me so driven, and focused to play more sort of long term, which goes yeah. back to the why, and what I do. I don't like to spend time. Again, I was a personal trainer for seven years. If I was still, if this was a personal training call. There's, there wouldn't be as much passion there as it is on a podcast interview because this is what I'm called to do. I'm called to provide a platform to listen to other, uh, other stories and and find what drives them, and pretty much just go from there. So yeah, it, it's it's important, and I I love this podcast interview. And um, closing off and in and off, uh, what are what would you say is. Damn, this was really good. Number one, number two, um, what are some things that you would want? What, what are the big, the biggest takeaways for the people that will come back and you know listen to this episode? What What are some big takeaways that you want the audience to to, to know about you, and also some of the big, the biggest takeaways that you want your audience to know about fear? Because I definitely want to, I I want to talk about fear one more time because we we are forced this pandemic, the entire world is forcing fear on the conscious mind and the subconscious mind of human beings, that as a black man in America, I'm faced I, I'm faced with different levels of anxiety versus the white man, right?
1: No question.
0: question,
1: no question.
0: No question about it. Mm-hmm. So how I respond to fear and how Jonathan, hypothetically speaking, responds to fear is completely different. Um, so t- take it away, closing thoughts, fear, Give us ten minutes if you can, and just take it from yeah. here.
1: I'm and I just want to acknowledge as as a as a white person of privilege, um, I have some understanding of, of a black person's uh, challenges, and uh, I know that it is very very different. And right now, in terms of fear, uh, there's a lot of reasons uh, to to have that that piece in there, but you know. It, Depending on the circumstances, again, to my point earlier, I talk about fear from a mental construct point of view. I'm not talking about the physical thing. If we look at what happened last week with the chaos at the Capitol building, you know, that fear there is very specific and very real. If we look at what's been happening with Black Lives Matter and and other Uh, You know, events of of this last year um, with white supremacists and so forth, that fear is real. But what we're talking about here is the fears that stop us from truly stepping into the power of who we are of being the best version of yourself and looking at the mental constructs that are keeping you playing small, keeping you holding back. So when I look at that kind of fear, when I look at the mental fears that are going on, I'm always going to say, examine it, do an assessment of how real it is. If it's not real, if it's stuff you're making up, if it's stories you're creating that are stopping you from being that person that you want to be, then next step is go find a way to break down the barriers. Now it's very hard to do that work by yourself. So it's like go find a coach or go find a program that gives you some insights that you may not have at this moment. Uh, and, of course, that is what I do. I mean, you know, as I said earlier, I have been known to, to be a no-bullshit person, and, and that's how I see myself. And the being fearless piece is simply about having the courage to take the next step. Take more risks. Be willing to look at yourself honestly and be vulnerable with your I don't know. Because too many people walk around presuming that they know it all. Well, guess what? None of us knows it all. So knowing that you can be vulnerable, knowing that you can tell the truth about who you are, knowing that you can take the time to examine your life and you and who you want to be and what's what's the impact of everything that, that you're up against, um, that takes a little bit of time to do. But find an outside source who can support you in doing that because that, that's really a critical piece and certainly has been very critical in my life. If I can think of at least half a dozen people who were able to say to me, don't go that way, go this way. And, and, and going the, their way was a lot more helpful and positive. Uh, but I wouldn't have done that on my own. And that's that's a big piece of it uh, right there. I don't know if that answers your question, but that's kind of
0: yeah, where- it. It definitely does. And you said something too. Um, definitely, um, be vulnerable, and I in your I don't know. I think that's a very powerful thing, especially because you know the way we're connecting now. we know, we mentioned Clubhouse time and time again be vulnerable in your, I don't know, people don't know how to help you unless you tell them. So mm-hmm. asking uh, Jacqueline questions like, hey, w- w- how can I break out of fear? How can I break out of um, uh, self procrastination, self doubt? Whatever the case may be, you ask these questions, you find the, the answers, right? So you kind of want, you definitely want to connect with people who have the answers to the questions that you're looking for. Um, and, and this has been this has been such a wonderful experience. and again, going back to what I just said about Clubhouse, this this conversation keep, just keeps on going, right? What's the difference of us, you know, jumping on Clubhouse hosts in the room and we're talking about being vulnerable with your I don't know. And yeah. it's a very, we're, we're definitely gonna talk offline, but um, it, it's, it's really interesting how just like that, right? And we, we could go from having this conversation to having that conversation and inviting the community in and then the change starts to happen, right? And mm-hmm. to your point, you were talking about fear and being fearless, and it—it's really owning who you are, owning your mindset. And what—what what an incredible episode! Energy doesn't lie. i am always—I'm one that <sighs> talking to people is like drinking an energy drink for me. Literally, mm-hmm. same thing. What's the difference between talking to you and drinking coffee? I get the same. I get hyped. I—I—I I, I literally love I love this. I love this because when I have conversations, a seed gets planted, right? So you planted something within me today. And I just wanna say thank you for that. And you planted something with the listeners that are gonna go back and stream this episode and realize, wow, fear does not exist. It's time for me to be fearless and own my right now and Mm -hmm. not live in what could happen, right? What would happen and letting fear rob me of the opportunity. if you can, if you will, give us a three-minute, uh, maybe two to 3 minutes totally up to you, closing statement. And if you, if you want to just uh, just end off from there.
1: Well, there's not much more I can add to what I've already said except to say, you know, if you feel that you are getting caught up in fear, keep a journal. Write out, you know, some of the things you're grateful for. I mean, gratitude journals is a great place to start. I keep one every day and, and, you know, I don't write about all the miserable things that are happening in my life. I try to stay positive, focus on on the good things that are happening. Um, That's one way out of fear right there is, you know, change that mindset from negativity to a little bit more positive. Because here's the thing about the brain the brain doesn't differentiate between negative thinking and positive thinking It's it's like the same grooves. So, you know, figure out which groove you want to be in change the channel change the channel I call it the yada-yada radio So change the channel on whatever it is that that you're thinking is getting in the way And if you're hearing a lot of negative talk, here's another piece of advice for you ask yourself who's doing the talking because I guarantee you it's not you who's doing the talking. It's somebody from your past that planted that seed in your brain that that forced you into thinking that particular way. Um, you know, we we are all products of of our upbringing. We're all products of the people that influenced our life in in big and small ways, good and bad ways. And so we need to again examine. And I think that the big piece about fear and about life in general is. Continue to examine it. You know, ask yourself these hard questions. I like to say, you know, there's, there's people say they're looking for the answers. I say, let's not ask, look for the answers. Let's look for the right questions, and that's a big piece of my work. If you open up any one of my books, Fearless Factor or The Fearless Factor at Work, at the end of every chapter, there's a series of real deep dive questions that forces you to think about how is that working for me in my life? You know, what if, what if, what can I do? To change this particular focus, and that's really what we're saying is you know where's your focus? And if you think about a camera and, and what you're trying to take pictures of, uh, you know taking pictures of the good stuff is, is really about setting the vision in your head about all the things that are possible for you. So that would be my, my, my biggest takeaway at the moment is fear is imagination based. Think about that. It's the stories you tell yourself. So change the stories. Be the author of your own life and stop living in someone else's epic novel because that's truly what a lot of us uh you know tend to do with our lives we're living in someone else's epic novel which is over involvement in affairs of the the world over involvement with other people's dramas you know we've got enough drama in our own life so take care of yourself first before you get invested in other people's drama and don't allow other people's drama to infect you so that you know, you're all kind of tied up in a big bunch. So that's that's another piece of this, as as you said, Yahavi, We can go on all day with this, but I'm out of time, so are you.
0: This was this was uh, this was incredible. You definitely, when I say you closed off, you closed off. Uh, this was def this was really incredible. I'm just going to close off and uh, hit the audience with some closing thoughts and and closing, but this was really good. We're definitely gonna um. Oh, we're definitely gonna talk soon. Again, guys, Clubhouse changes a lot the way we communicate. There, I mean, there is a lot of um, resourceful apps out there, social media like LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. But um, if you definitely want to follow Jacqueline on her journey, Jacqueline, please can you tell us, can you tell our audience where to find you? Give us yeah. all of your contacts and resources, please.
1: Well, you can go to the website at the fearless factor at work.com that's the fearless factor at work.com uh there's a whole bunch of information on there about me what i do my resources and so forth um i'm taking applications right now for my my next six week program that starts on the 26th of january but it's for senior professional women because i i want to make sure it's a strong cohort and we still have a couple of spaces left so if it gets out into the world before then uh, come on over and, and take a look you can also find me on LinkedIn uh, and very clearly Jacqueline Wales I am there and uh, you can get a little glimpse of the things that I've been posting and uh, connect with me you know make sure you, you connect with me and and we can go from there so that's that's really it at, at this point in time um, check it out
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So, Jacqueline, I definitely want to thank you again for you know uh, spending your time and your Friday on the St. Clair Speak Show podcast. i uh, it. It was really a blessing and an honor. Now, guys, I want to thank you guys again for, of course, streaming this episode of the St. Clair Speak Show podcast. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to the St. Clair Speak Show podcast. Now streaming on Audible, Pandora, iHeart Radio, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Overcast. Radio Public Breaker, now streaming live just like this episode on YouTube and Facebook to the St. Clair Speak Show page and group page. Guys, like I always say, it's that time. I will see you guys in the next one. I'm out.